Cardboard Nation. Welcome to another exciting episode of Go GTS Live, the hobby's web show. A little bit different intro today. We are going to jump right into it with our very special guest, Jason Mashara, president of Upper Deck. Uh, I am your host, Ivan Lovgren at Watch the Breaks, and we will be joined shortly by Rob Bertrand, voice of the collector. Uh, but for now, Jason, we're really glad to have you on the show. First and foremost, how are you and how is Upper Deck doing through this situation right now uh, with the quarantine and local and state laws? Yeah, no, thank you. Um, and thanks for asking. Our, our staff is is working really hard. Um, like I think most companies, everybody's working from home right now um, and trying to keep everything in, in the wheels turning uh, through the company. I think, um, you know, Obviously, it's uh, it's a lot harder working from home, uh, but everybody's adapted pretty well. Uh, and you, you get a lot of funny, uh, funny video calls where you have people's kids running through the background and stuff like that. So it's been entertaining at the same time. Excellent. Um, now, also talking about the quarantine and talking about adjusting and adapting, Upper Deck has launched a, a new program taking off an old program, but as a new program, the COVID-19 Genuine Heroes program. Let our viewers know what that's all about. So um, we have a social program that uh, our team is running and and basically it allows people to nominate their heroes, their frontline heroes that are are doing so much and working so hard um, with all the the illnesses uh, across the, the world. Um, and nominate them and allows us to create, you know, a digital trading card of these guys and, and let them share that and celebrate these heroes that are, you know, in their family, um, braving uh, kind of contamination and sickness or whether it's it's somebody that helped their family or it's somebody they know, um, because I don't know that we can celebrate these people enough. Um, they are risking their lives to help others. And, and it's it's the most noble thing you can do. Excellent. And that's you've done genuine heroes in the past, but now you've tweaked it. And is it online only or are we going to see these end products? You know, for now, we're, we're focused on social because that's the way we could we could do it the quickest. But, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. We, we've done these uh, type of cards in Goodwin every year. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. And I don't think collectors would be surprised if uh, a couple of these people end up in that in that product at some point. That's very cool. Um, well, hey. The hobby is still moving forward. Demand is still high, especially for new product. Uh, tell us a bit about some of the new releases that you have coming up for us from Upper Deck. Yeah, so it's been pretty exciting. Um, as everybody knows, the hobby is really hot. We, we released um, the Avengers Endgame finally uh, at the beginning of April. That that yeah. product has been just red hot. The, the list of signers is incredible. Uh, we released actually Opeachy Platinum yesterday, Opeachy Platinum Hockey. Uh, that product's doing really well. A lot of people just begging for new product right now, and it's nice to be able to put something out. Uh, and then we've got uh, Marvel Punisher next week, I believe, is coming out, um, which is based on the Netflix series, uh, Two Weeks Credentials yes. Hockey. Yeah. And then uh, I think we, we roll into uh, CHL hockey the, the week after. So we actually have a full slate of, of products coming out right now. So I know everybody who's kind of locked in inside looking for new products, we, we've got plenty on, on the horizon. Awesome. 
Something else that I've seen a lot of collectors talking about on social media is uh, opinions on how or if athletes are signing during this time. What is Upper Deck seeing when it comes to athlete signings right now? So that's a great question. I think what's been really interesting is that uh, a lot of these uh, leagues kind of let the players go home to be with their families. And uh, it did disrupt the the flow of signatures for, for a quick minute uh, because, you know, you were sending them to where they were, they were going to play a game or they were with a team. And all of a sudden you have to kind of redirect to them wherever they're at with their family. And, you know, for the most part, mm-hmm. a lot of these guys are, are receptive to signing right now because, quite frankly, they don't have a lot other to do than training and what little practice they may be getting in. Um, there are other athletes or actors in some cases that have just no desire to accept any packages whatsoever. Like they're totally going deep into quarantine and they just want to be isolated. So, you know, it varies from athlete to athlete, actor to actor. Uh, but for the most part, the large majority are actually signing. And, and it, in some cases, it's it's working to our advantage. Interesting. Now, can you touch a bit on what Games is doing during this time to adjust and also what they're seeing in the market? Yeah. So, you know, the, the vast majority of gaming stores are closed right now, um, you know, across basically the world. And what we're seeing is, is that... Um, you know, the stores have adapted in a lot of cases. So, you know, gaming stores themselves, they usually have game nights. They have people come in, sit down, try games, things of that nature. You know, they've adapted. They're doing curbside pickup. Um, they're doing delivery a lot like the cart stores. Uh, they're selling online. They're selling through social. And um, the gaming market for us, particularly our, our, our legendary game engine, has picked up uh, volume dramatically because, you know, you're, you're stuck in your house, you're, you're there with your family, you're looking for something to do. Um, our legendary game in particular, you don't need anybody else to play with. You can play the game by yourself, uh, which is really cool. Uh, it's one of the few games where you can sit down and actually play a, a trading card game by yourself. Um, you know, it, it's it's really been um, amazing. No friends much, required. Uh, yeah, how much demand is is for that that product right now? And and it's not just us; it's everybody in the games market right now. Everybody's looking for those games to to do while they're you know trying to entertain themselves. Now, I know in the past, uh, literally up until this moment, Upper Deck has made it so clear that they support local card shops. You've done tons of programs and initiatives. Is there anything that you're seeing right now or doing right now during this time or that you're getting feedback from shops that's a little bit unique right now? You know, I, I, I'm really proud of the brick and mortar stores. They, they really have adapted uh, to the current market. Uh, just like we talked about with the gaming stores, they're doing curbside pickup. Um, they're mailing stuff. I, I'm talking to a lot of stores who are actually doing delivery um, to their customers, uh, which is a huge service. Uh, they're selling through social, you know, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, they're selling online. Uh, they really have adapted and look at nothing beats going in and hanging out at a card store. But, you know, as a collector, having that option for any of those items, uh, whether it's somebody delivering or curbside pickup is a, is a big deal. And, and, you know, I, I really give the, the card stores a lot of credit for adapting to the environment. Uh, I think as a manufacturer, the number one thing that we've heard is 
don't stop releasing products. We need new products. We need to be able to, to get products to the end collectors that are looking for products. And so that that is what we've shouldered the responsibility of is making sure we can continue to release products. Speaking of adapting and releasing products, uh, most major manufacturers have created some sort of digital offering for collectors. Uh, Upper Deck has a very unique one in EPAC. Um, tell us a little bit about that. Have you seen heightened levels of interest uh, or have things been sort of level as people balance their demand with you know, their own income challenges? What's been going on with EPAC the last couple of weeks? Well, you know, I think it's interesting. So we have a couple of different digital initiatives. Um, on the gaming side, we have an app called Legendary DXP, uh, which is basically a digital version uh, utilizing the Legendary Game Engine. We've seen a tremendous amount of interest uh, from that game app. And, you know, our team does live streams. They do raids. They do some really cool stuff in the app. And, you know, there's been a lot of attention to that because if you had – game players who maybe can't go into the store, they can't go play with their friends. It's actually a way for them to play with their friends digitally, which is a really cool opportunity. Um, you know, maybe, maybe doing a, a group call just doesn't, you know, or a, a live stream doesn't do it for you. You can go into legendary day XP and play it. Um, same with EPAC. Um, you know, everybody, everybody in the collecting world likes to socialize and, and, and talk with their, their friends or other collectors. And, and EPAC has seen the same thing. There are a lot more people hanging out online, um, talking, trading, uh, doing all the, all the cool stuff that, that you want to be able to do. And, you know, it's been a, a great environment there as well. So, you know, we're seeing, uh, I think as a market, it's really cool because we are seeing a lot of people uh, really flocking to collecting trading cards and digging stuff out of their closets that they haven't seen for years and, and having fun with them. So it's fun. Oh, I got that right here. You know, you know where we're going with this. There's lots <laughs> of excitement right now about um, another unique relationship that Upper Deck has uh, because Michael Jordan, The Last Dance, a 10-part documentary series on ESPN – about Michael Jordan with uh, based on like 500 hours of unreleased footage and new interviews is beginning this Sunday. And we've seen the card market has just been going crazy over Jordan during this time. Um, what impact do you see this having on his collectibles and what does Upper Deck have in the pipeline as far as Jordan for collectors to jump into? Well, look, I've had the privilege of seeing a little bit of this documentary ahead of time and it's incredible. Um, you really get a, a deep dive into what Michael Jordan is as a competitor and, and what made him um, such a legendary sports figure and icon. Um, you know, for, for us, you know, it, it is fun watching the market. The market is going nuts for Michael Jordan collectibles. It's, it's hard to believe it's been a decade since he's had a Chicago Bulls on that card. Um, you know, and, and the market's reacting to that. Uh, and it, it's fun to see this stuff kind of blowing up. Um, you know, we, we release Michael uh, autographed cards on a limited basis every year in, in Goodwin. I know his signature kicks cards from last year have gone absolutely ballistic, uh, which is really fun. Um, but we're, we're seeing a lot of growth as the hype for this thing because everybody in the free world is going to be watching this. There's nothing else to watch. Uh, and, and this is such a fascinating behind the scenes look at, at the Chicago Bulls. 
um, his autograph collectibles are, are really picked up uh, incredibly. And, and the reality is, is, you know, Michael's had an exclusive relationship with Upper Deck for nearly 30 years. And, you know, I think the most important part for collectors to know is if you see an autographed item that's Michael that doesn't have Upper Deck authentication to it, it's probably not real, um, despite whatever COA comes with it. The, the odds that it's real is very slim and none. He just doesn't sign. He just doesn't sign. He doesn't sign in public. He doesn't He doesn't do that stuff. So, um, you know, I think that's a, a large reason of why, why the stuff is selling so well. You know, besides the cool stuff. I mean, you see the, the wings breaking through behind me um, with the basketball coming out of it. It's, there's some really cool pieces that are, are out on the market. Awesome. Well, thank you so for so many different insights into all the different facets of Upper Deck right now. Um, do you have anything that we haven't covered that you think is really cool that collectors would like to know? Well, you know, I think um, I think the big thing right now is it's a it's a time to you know really focus on your collection. I've seen a lot of collectors, you know, buying supplies, putting stuff in binders, getting organized. This is a perfect time to do that kind of stuff. Enjoy your collection. Um, you know, it's, it's really about, you know, having that time and, and, and putting the time in and, and remembering that you collect for a reason. And, you know, you go back and dig through your collection and, and see some of this stuff, or maybe you start searching for stuff that you've always wanted. I know with, um, the anniversary of Tiger Woods and the masters, you know, uh, there was a lot of, um, uh, attention on tiger. So going back to look at your tiger collection and the tiger cards and some, maybe some of the memorabilia you have is, is fun. And, you know, you get a chance to watch some of these old games on TV and again, go back and dig in your collection. That's, that's the fun part. And, you know, I think there's an opportunity here for everybody to really focus on the joy of collecting rather than kind of the speculation and, and the flipping and the, and the dollars. And, and that's to me what it's all about. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jason. Um, we hope that you're staying safe and that you're well, um, that your family is well. And thank you to you and everybody at Upper Deck who is continuing to work, um, you know, with some adjustments, but continuing to work to get more product, uh, more boxes, more packs and cool memorabilia to collectors, as well as games. That legendary DXP sounds pretty cool. So thank you. Yeah, appreciate the time and enjoy the last dance. It's going to be fun. Um, I wouldn't miss it for the world. All right. So that was Jason Mashara, president, Upper Deck Sports, Upper Deck Entertainment, the collector's choice. I absolutely love it. I didn't want to take away too much from what Jason was sharing with us, um, but I was going through my Jordan collection just today in anticipation of that and getting to what he was saying about collectibles and enjoying your collection absolutely love it and love talking to jason great job holding down the fort and manning jing that interview secondly uh thank you very much uh to J jason mashara president of upper deck providing some great insight there uh james lots to juggle there yeah technical difficulties are always fun but you know what you guys made it work and that's why you guys are pros but so yeah. we're going uh, to kind of roll mention, things. Huge thanks to Jason for hanging out for like 20 minutes of troubleshooting before he, that interview. <laughs> I know. So <laughs> and still bring <laughs> I like felt bad. Um, so let's kick things off as we normally do with our Go GTS Live Q of the Week poll. Yeah. Uh, very simple this week. Already 275 
people weighing in. Which of the four major sports do you think will be the first to return to competitive play? So I didn't want to hear NASCAR. I didn't want to hear golf. I didn't want to hear badminton, whatever. Um, so MLB. Even we, badminton is actually starting up on Tuesday. <laughs> so leading the way, MLB, everybody has given up all hope for NHL with less than 10%. And then in second place is NFL. They believe the NFL will start before the NBA. See, so it looks like people are riding like, off the end of the 1920 NHL and NBA seasons. And I don't, I don't think we've, I don't think we've committed to that yet. Yeah. What did you vote for, Rob? Hockey. See, I voted for basketball because I believe that they're, they're actively talking about like, hey, how how soon the minute the door is open can we get back to playing? You know, because they want to wrap up the season, even if it's just a a smaller playoff or something like that. So, and the only reason I, I voted NHL is I actually read a plan uh, from the league of how they could see it playing out. There may have been something issued like that for NBA as well, but I just didn't see it. So I voted with what I was knowledgeable in, and that was NHL. So. But that's not to say that it, all these things won't happen. I mean, NHL, MLB, NBA could all start at the same time. You know, you just never know. But yeah. um, I get I get why MLB is leading the way, especially since it's an outdoor venue, a little more, I don't know, feeling of safety with some fresh air maybe. I don't know. But uh, if you haven't weighed in, please do so. And it's important to do so because this is where we aggregate all the prize stuff. Ivan, you want to explain that? Especially since I have an unclaimed giveaway from last week. Ooh, ooh, that's exciting. I didn't realize that. Uh, I'm going to have to get out my spreadsheet and start making some notes. But, yes, we have box breaks tonight for you. Yeah, you're stuck at home. You want to see some product? Well, we've got some product, and then we're going to give away the hits uh, pretty exciting lineup of box breaks tonight. We do have two blasters, uh, Gypsy Queen baseball cards, which we haven't had a chance to look at yet, so that's exciting, as well as WWE Road to WrestleMania. Good news, there's no one on that road. You can go 75 miles per hour, but we have a blaster of Road to WrestleMania. Um, then we also have a box that's super exciting, 2020 Onyx Vintage Collection Baseball Cards, and then the aforementioned Upper Deck Allure NHL Hockey Cards. We're going to give away the hits from those, but how are we going to give them away? Well, we're going to randomize it to people that participate in our Twitter giveaways. So make sure you follow us, twitter.com slash gogtslive, and you have to be watching at the end of the show when we announce the winners in order to be eligible to win. Uh, in addition to that, on tonight's show, you've already had a great interview with a head of a tr major trading card manufacturing company. We've got Hobby Happenings coming up. We've also got Hot in the Shop, a look ahead at, yes, there are new releases in the shop next week, as well as an exciting spotlight from Upper Deck Day with the Stanley Cup. So lots to look forward to still on the show. So stay tuned in. Um, Rob, also, I know that we're running a little behind, but somebody commented on it now that I'm able to look at the most many people are commenting on it. Can I make the exciting announcement? Yes. So today, in a fit of inspiration, I had the uh, I had the thought, Rob, remember what happened with toilet paper and hand sanitizer three weeks ago where you couldn't find them and they were 
5x the price. Well, I thought, you know, barbers are out of work right now, but I wondered the week that the country reopens, what's a haircut going to cost, right? Because everybody's going to want one. So I put that out there and people had some playful banter on Twitter. And then uh, somebody suggested I shave my head. And I just, I wasn't thinking, I didn't talk to my wife. I said, look, you raise $1,000 for charity and I'll do it. And it it got snickers and laughter. And of course, because all of y'all are so crazy, you immediately said, wait, yeah, yeah, we'll make you do that. So Chris Keller at Top Shelf Breaks especially jumped on board and said, yeah, let me organize it. I will push it. I will create special break packages that will will go towards that, and we'll get it done in a week. So here's the thing. Keep (laughs) an eye out. It'll probably go live tomorrow, if not later tonight. But keep an eye out for some tweets. And if y'all donate or raise $1,000 – oh, and and so we went to GTS and we said, hey, what charity do you really support – and they said, uh, well, you know, we support the World uh, Central Kitchen, which is a community of chefs that are now unemployed during this, that because they're chefs and they're really good at that, are creating meals for people on the front line. So your nurses, your doctors, um, you know, your medical staff, the people that cannot avoid this uh, virus and are serving us during this time. Um, I could tell you personal stories about doctors that are friends of mine that are texting me during it they're really working their butts off right now for us so this organization is professional chefs that are volunteering their time the money goes to provide the materials and the food and then it gets delivered to people that are working at hospitals on incredible shifts genuine heroes as upper deck would say so that's the organization we're going to support and if we hit that number so not only will i shave my head rob it will happen live on the show Oh boy. Oh boy. Cool. Yeah. I like so, it. So <laughs> y'all can have all the comments now. I saw the little comments on Periscope and on Twitch, so I, I just didn't want to ignore them any longer. We can move on with the show about trading cards, but uh, yeah, it'd be kind of fun. Absolutely. Well, aren't you a champ? All right. Well, so. we have a lot going on in my favorite segment of the show, Hobby Happening. So let's dive right into it with a look at news notes and nuggets from across uh, the hobby this week. Um, As our interview with Jason Mashara alluded to, the hype surrounding ESPN's highly anticipated 10-part documentary, The Last Dance, has reached an absolute fever pitch ahead of its debut this Sunday. As to be expected, demand for Michael Jordan and Chicago Bulls championship-era collectibles has been on the rise. The Chicago Tribune featured an article last week documenting some of the resurgent demand. Uh, Jason Kuntz of OTI Sports says, The biggest jump has been in Michael Jordan rookie cards in a PSA 10. Two of them sold late last month for... $48,000 and $45,000 on eBay. He said, that's a card in November in which I personally sold two of them for $30,000 a piece. Robert Edward Auctions has launched bidding on Jordan's game-worn 1992 Olympic Dream Team jersey. And in 2013, it was auctioned again through REA. Excuse me, let me back that up. 
was first sold in September of that year for $17,500 to benefit Jordan's charity. So that same year that they played. But then in 2013, it was auctioned again through Robert Edwards Auctions and fetched $53,000 plus dollars. So let's see, five years ago, a game-worn jersey from 97-98, Jordan's final season with the Bulls, sold for $102,000. It had a letter of authenticity from the Bulls, which made a big difference in the price it was able to command. Rich Miller of Sports Collectors Daily was quoted in the article as saying, I would probably put that Dream Team jersey at least in that price neighborhood when bidding ends April 19th. Jason Kuntz also said he's shocked the most by the sudden appetite for all things Pippen, particularly the 89 8889 Fleer rookie card saying last year I had maybe four or five requests all year for someone asking for a Scotty Pippen PSA 10 rookie card. And last week I had five or six requests in one day. Again, the last dance premieres this Sunday on ESPN and Netflix. Uh, on a side note, I realized I didn't have a Pippen RC. I do now. Uh, on a bigger side note, I didn't realize it was going to be on Netflix. I've been sitting here worried about how I'm going to be able to watch it because I don't have ESPN. You're kidding me. It's on Netflix. That's what I heard. Huh, nice. Okay. Uh, oh, my. What do we have here? Even more stuff to get excited about. Quite simply, this is lot number one in Memory Lane's upcoming spring auction. An exquisite 1924 New York Yankees team-signed baseball with Babe Ruth right on the sweet spot. It also features the signature of rookie Lou Gehrig. Oh, Whoa. We... Yep. Both of them. We can't wait to see where the gavel drops on this gym. And, of course, we'll keep you updated. Wow, that is cool. Uh, so late last Friday, Topps announced that they, moving forward, all checklists would be issued on the day of release as compared to the week prior, which has long been common practice. Well, thanks to the collector outcry on social media, within a matter of hours, Topps reversed course, promising to deliver checklists as soon as they are available. Phew. Yeah, benefits everybody breakers and collectors. So we're very happy about that. Uh, on Monday, Panini launched the next of its latest blockchain initiatives with a digital only collection, quite unlike anything you've seen before with the 27 card NBA sneaker series. The digital cards, all one of ones feature facsimile autographs and prime sneaker swatches honoring some of the standout members of the 2019 NBA draft class, including Zion Williamson, John Morant, RJ Barrett, Ri Hachimura, and more. Five to six new cards will be introduced each Monday for the next five weeks and will open for bidding at $25,000 each in a Dutch auction format with card prices dropping incrementally until the card is sold. Remarkably, in my opinion, the Ja Morant card outpaced all others, selling so far for $692.53. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah. 
Uh, Sports Collectors Daily reports that one of the five 2009 Bowman Chrome Draft Prospects Red Refractor Mike Trout autograph cards is about to hit the auction block. Graded a gem mint 9.5 by Beckett, it will be offered in Golden's upcoming spring catalog. Golden Auction CEO said uh, Ken Golden, when the auction closes on May 16th, this will be the most valuable Mike Trout trading card ever sold at auction. This might be the first half million dollar Mike Trout card. Only the one-on-one Superfractor, which sold for $400,000 in 2018, and the four printing plates were harder to pull from 2009 Bowman Chrome packs. A 2009 Bowman Chrome Mike Trout Orange Refractor numbered to 25 in the same grade sold for $190,000 in Golden's 2019 winter auction just a handful of months ago. And last Tuesday, a PSA 10 Gold Refractor Trout Auto sold for $125,000 on eBay. And bidding for the Red Refractor began Tuesday. The complete catalog is now open at goldenauctions.com. Rob, we have a really cool pre-order opportunity for NASCAR fans. Up-and-coming driver Haley Deegan, NASCAR's latest driving diva, is offering up this 124th scale autographed diecast on her personal website, www.shopdegan38.com. The pre-order price is $119 with an estimated delivery date of September. These always sell out, and with her autographs often going for more than $120 no matter what they're on, this should be a quick sellout as well. Fun. Don't you love surprises? Well, it appears Tops has dropped a pretty big one on unsuspecting collectors. Apparently, the company has randomly inserted original T206 buyback cards and framed them in a foil-stamped card titled, appropriately enough, Tribute to the T206 series, which can be found, if you're lucky, in the all-new Tops Tribute Baseball. Nice. This week, Panini rolled out the beginnings of a completely new and improved customer service experience. The new platform, which was still about six to eight weeks from being completed, has been moved forward in an effort to create easier connectivity with customers during the current COVID-19 crisis and as people work remotely. Panini posted the news on the Night Slant saying that for the last several months, Panini America customer service officials have quietly been pulling double duty behind the scenes. During normal business hours, at least prior to the coronavirus pandemic, they were still taking care of customers by fulfilling redemptions, addressing damage, and QA issues and more. But at night and on the weekends, they were busy implementing, testing, retesting, and testing again a robust new customer service platform that promises to enhance and improve the Panini America customer service experience. The rollout of the new customer service platform will take place in phases over time, beginning with this week's soft launch. In the coming days, weeks, and months, as Panini America employees, along with the rest of the American workforce, return to the office, initial bugs will be ironed out and additional improvements will be introduced. 
What does all this mean? Well, some of the biggest benefits of the new platform include easier account access for customers with a more user-friendly interface, easier method to contact Panini America uh, customer service reps, and redemption replacement requests made directly through user's account, and more efficient fulfillment of redemptions, replacements, including the ability for redemption holders to automatically select one of three options, trade out, continue waiting, or take equivalent value in Panini Rewards points. Interesting. So we'll look for those changes as they get rolled out, and thank you to the customer service team at Panini for putting in those extra hours. No doubt. Well, Sports Collectors Daily reported this week that a large online sports card and memorabilia auction was halted last Thursday night over a newly filed lawsuit. Longtime dealer Bill Goodwin was conducting the final night of bidding in the inaugural auction for his new company, Heartland Sports Cards and Memorabilia. About 10.45 p.m. Eastern Time, registered bidders received a notice indicating that the close had been postponed and bidding suspended because of a lawsuit. Looking into it further, Sports Collectors Daily was able to confirm with an industry source that it was none other than Beckett Media, the former owner of Goldwyn's old auction business, that filed the complaint. Saying earlier today, we targeted in a lawsuit, uh, we were targeted in a lawsuit by another memorabilia company, which we viewed to be malicious and unwarranted. The email stated, rather than continue with tonight's scheduled closing, we were taking a reasonable and prudent approach and suspending the auction. Goodwin said his company planned to honor bids that had been placed before the auction was suspended and resume the auction at a later date. Goodwin sold Goodwin and Company to Beckett in late 2014 and worked in conjunction with them for some time, but the two have since parted ways. There was no immediate word on the specific nature of the complaint. Interesting. Going to have to grab some popcorn. In a natural progression of the services it routinely supplies to auction houses, Resolution photo matching will now work on photo matching items in current auctions for prospective bidders. Simply email the URL of the item that you are interested in at least two to three weeks before the auction end, if possible, to avoid additional rush fees. From there, you will receive an invoice, and once it is paid, Resolution photo matching will perform its complete research process on the item. Results will then be emailed back before the end of the auction. Since no shipping is necessary, they are able to perform the full research process on these items, not just quick preliminary work. So to get a quote and learn more about what we mean by complete research process, visit www.resolutionphotomatching.com. PSA issued an update via a corporate communications and press release stating that effective immediately, the company is slowly reopening its California operations, bringing back a limited crew of employees. During this time, uh, while you may see some order movement, company asked to please be patient as they are still not back to full capacity just yet and therefore service levels remain limited. 
uh, went on to say that, please note, we are able to accept orders at economy service and higher, but not able to currently accept bulk orders. PSA autograph and memorabilia authentication services are accepting orders, but in their California office only. Hmm. PSA's New Jersey office remains totally closed. Rob, this next story is about, oh, hey, it's about me. (laughs) Well, sort of. In a recent search for an eBay price comparison on, of all things, a Jimmy Garoppolo Topps Chrome Refractor Autograph and a BGS 9.5, don't at me, I noticed that the most recent sale was listed as $325 with no slash through it, which would have indicated a lower best price offer was accepted. Multiple of the well-known eBay sold pricing sites, watch count, sold for, etc., also displayed that card as selling for the listed price of $325. Well, this was strange to me as the most recent auction sale price was only $193, and that was during the Super Bowl hype. Using eBay's own data tool, TerraPeak, which has a subscription cost, I found that the card did in fact sell at offer for a mere $205, a much more realistic price. So of course, I pointed this out to eBay on Twitter that it was misleading to not represent it as selling on their marketplace at a best offer instead of simply at the listed price. And when I did so, this was the response of the official verified Ask eBay Twitter account. We don't show those prices because each seller has different limits on what they're willing to accept. Those offers wouldn't reflect the average across all similar products. We don't want to skew market value based on sellers' acceptance of lower costs. Well, we'll let you form your own opinions of that response. Mine are well documented in replies on Twitter, as are many of yours. However, whether right or wrong is a practice, I was also curious, why is this happening? when in the past we've always seen best offer has a slash through it on the sold listing side. Another eBay power user, popular breaker Brent and Becca, pointed out a similar occurrence on a Mike Trout Inception printing place, which he sold, noting that it was sold through the newish eBay send offer to buyer function, which sellers can take advantage of. So while the Trout shows as sold for $3.99 on eBay's sold listings, Brent graciously shared a screenshot and final selling price with us of $315. So it could be that this glitch, if it were, is happening when it's a seller sending an offer to a buyer instead of the popular buyer sending an offer to a seller. Matt G over at one of those tools I mentioned, sold4.app, followed up directly with me to say that he reported the issue to eBay's development team And while it seems the loophole may have been corrected on the background eBay API, the eBay site itself still continues to show these best offer accepted cards as sold at their listed price. All of that to say, determine what you're willing to purchase cards for with an added measure of caution and use trustworthy tools. And also a big thank you to Brenton Becca and sold for app for your contributions to this story. Yeah, you could inadvertently spend a lot more money than you should because you're accepting something at face value. eBay just needs to turn that functionality back on and be upfront and honest so that we can make our own determination. 
mm-hmm. on the average selling price. Uh, so make it happen. Okay, guys? Come on, Gordon. Um, the Bowman Scout took to Twitter this week with a message saying, as you know, 2020 Bowman is delayed due to supply chain issues, but we are working hard to overcome obstacles and release this product as soon as we can. Like you, we can't wait for one of our favorite products to release. But in the meantime, to bring some fun and excitement to our collectors, Tops is planning to release a very limited run of a preview product, 2020 Bowman First Edition. Hmm. All cards will include a first edition logo and be sold as 10-card packs on Tops.com, along with a portion being allocated to select Tops partners. In closing, the Bowman Scout said we will provide more information soon. Hmm. Last year, we told you about the opening of the Shoebox Treasures exhibit at the Baseball Hall of Fame. And if you didn't realize, yep, that means sports cards. But if you haven't had the opportunity to check out the exhibit in person, no worries. Next Wednesday, April 22nd, the Hall will be hosting an online virtual tour hosted by the museum curators. The exhibit includes an exploration of the long history of baseball cards, the evolution of baseball card design, how and why fans of all ages collect baseball cards, which I still don't know, and a display that includes hobby holy grail cards like the T206 Honus Wagner, 1952 Topps Mickey Mantle, and 1933 Gaudi Nap LaJoy. Thanks to Sports Collectors Daily for their report on this story earlier this week. Visit the Baseball Hall of Fame website for more details. I saw this from TriStar and just wanted to pass it along in case any of you are in the market for a Ken Griffey Jr. autographed baseball inscribed with Hall of Fame 2016. Because TriStar is also throwing in autographed baseballs of Cecil Fielder and Harold Baines as well, making this a pretty darn good deal for 350 bucks. The offer is good until April 22nd or while supplies last. Rob, this next story is kind of fun because it's interesting, but there's also some wording here that I've seen a lot, which is officials at Panini America. And every time I see that, I just think of Tracy Hackler and Scotty Prusha dressed up as NFL referees. Make it happen, Panini. Well, those officials at Panini America announced today an exclusive multi-year partnership with Elite 11, a student sports property, to be the organization's official trading card. Student Sports Elite 11 is the preeminent showcase of the most outstanding high school quarterbacks in the country, with alumni that includes... Tua Tagovailoa, Kyler Murray, Deshaun Watson, Teddy Bridgewater, Andrew Luck, Drew Brees, and many, many more collectible names. As the official trading card of these premier events, Panini America will present the official invitation that is presented to all athletes selected to compete in the Elite 11 Finals and the National Showcase. The statement did not explicitly include how these trading cards would be utilized, but it could end up looking something like Leaf's Perfect Game All-American product for baseball, or what we see Panini do with Team USA Stars and Stripes as well. I'm sure we'll know more soon enough, so stay tuned. Woo, that was a lot. And that's yeah. a look at this week's Hobby Happenings. What slowdown, am I right? 
Right? <laughs> Pretty crazy. So It was like every time I checked uh, my news feed uh, on Twitter, there was like something else to add to this segment all week. Yeah, things are just going crazy, which is good. Um, you know, so I had a couple of interesting conversations. I've got a friend that uh, is a delivery person for uh, one of the distributors that I talked to this week, still busy. I uh, was actually on the phone with Mike Jasperson for about five minutes earlier today. Uh, they're still super busy. They actually closed down early. You know, they said, look, it's so much more important that our staff stays safe and is able to continue to work. They closed right at the beginning of March to the general public, and he's like, we've been busier than ever. So, you know, it's it's really important during this time that if you're a, a hobby shop, you do find those online outlets, but it's important because the demand is there. People are still loving their cards, right, Rob? Oh, absolutely, and, and who wouldn't? Uh, a look ahead to next week's new releases, and unlike this week, which featured just two we actually have a handful, and we kick things off with one of my favorite Marvel characters, The Punisher. And this is based on season one of the Netflix TV show. Mm. Now canceled, but uh, it, it's great. Anyway, you're going to find one auto or sketch card and one gun gray metal card or patchwork card plus 15 parallels or inserts in every box. So you're going to be able to revisit the gritty, critically acclaimed Netflix, Netflix show The Punisher in the Season 1 trading card set. Uh, not much to show on this until we actually get to look at it, but we can tell you that in addition to the uh, case hits of two to three patchwork single patch cards and gray metal Gunmetal Gray SP or SSP. Some cool chase hits, including plexiglass cards, patchwork autographs, single and puzzle manufactured patch cards, uh, some different insert sets like Microtech, Spec Ops, things of that nature. It'll be pretty cool uh, when it hits stores next week. Marvel, The Punisher. I'm trying to see. Is there no checklist anywhere on that yet? Oh. There isn't. I've been all over the internet while you were sharing. Cannot find one yet because that's what matters, Rob. We want to know whose autographs are in that. Um, sorry, I'm getting segued, but I'm a huge fan as well, and so that's a product I'm looking forward to next week. Uh, also next week we have some baseball. 2019 Leaf Flash baseball cards is going to deliver six autographed cards in every box, so that's going to be a fun open. This release features not only some of the top picks from the 2019 MLB draft, as well as elite prospects, it also features an incredibly attractive design. Look at those cards. Nice and bright. Hot rookies and prospects, including Jordan Alvarez, Gavin Lux, Wander Franco, Riley Green, Adley Rutschman, Bobby Witt Jr., Davey Garcia, and Glenn Allen Hill Jr., along with many other names, and of course lots of parallel versions, numbered and colored cards to pull out of that product. So very exciting. Thank you, Lee, for getting that to Hobby Shops this next week. More baseball in the form of 2020 Topps Definitive Collection Baseball Cards. One of the first super premium products of the year delivers eight autograph or autograph relic cards and two traditional relic cards in every box for eight 
hits in every box. Three boxes per case, one pack, eight cards, all hits. 2020 brings the return of a collector favorite uh, to stores this next week. Uh, however, look for all new on-card autographs, tremendous patch pieces, unique relic memorabilia, and all cards are numbered to 50 or less. Definitive autograph collection, legendary autograph collection, definitive rookie autographs, framed autos, dual autograph collections, and new defining the decade autograph collections, stat leaders from various decades numbered to 10 or less, and new defining accolades autograph collections with iconic award winners. Yeah, look at some of these sick, sick patches. Imagine puzzling that out. That's awesome. Uh, base autograph relic collection of over 40 of the most collectible, collectible veteran and rookie ball players with signatures and jumbo pieces of game used memorabilia number to 50 or less. Booklet cards, all sorts of fun stuff to be had. Definitely uh, a little bit on the pricier side, so maybe want to check in with some of your breakers and stores to see if they're doing breaks so you can maybe uh, pick your team, if you will. This will be in stores next week. A little on the pricier side, Rob. Well, we've also got a lot on the pricier side. For the premium collector out there, this week we are going to see 2020 Topps Transcendent Collection Baseball Hall of Fame Edition. And with a product like this, specs of course matter. There's 146 cards per case, as well as one VIP invitation to a Hall of Fame edition event. Details still TBD. That said, each uh, box is going to include a 50-card base set, a 50-card Hall of Famer sketch reproduction set. Each box is going to have one Sandy Koufax through the years autograph one of one, one 1954 Topps Baseball Superfractor autographed one of one, one original sketch card one of one, Transcendent Collection cut signature card numbered one of one, as well as a PSA graded historic Topps Hall of Fame buyback cards. So that's a new fun thing in this. And then, of course, Transcendent Collection autographed cards numbered to 25 or less, including at least two one of ones. This is all new to the Transcendent Baseball brand, and it offers an incredible checklist of Hall of Fame players. The oversized cut signatures are crazy. Holmes I want Wagner. that quad cut from the 1936 class. Ty Cobb, <laughs> Walter Johnson, Babe Ruth, Honus Wagner. Holy cow. Yeah, so you may get, there's multiple quad cuts, not just that one. There's also a 1962 class, 1955 class, and a 1987 class with Drysdale, Farrell, Killebrew, and Pee Wee Reese, and many, many more. So lots of cool surprises in this product as well. So look for that in hobby shops and with your breakers this week. Last but certainly not least, we have an autograph memorabilia product from TriStar in the form of 2020 TriStar Hidden Treasures Autograph Photos Baseball Edition. Every security sealed envelope is going to deliver one autographed 8x10 photo of a current or former baseball star. The ultimate Chase Grand Treasure is a satchel page frame cut signature photo collection. Oh, cool. Only 150 total cases produced, 15 envelopes per case. 
So modest production run. Case guarantees include one Hall of Famer, two current stars, five place in baseball history, and two diamond favorites. More than 350 different baseball signs, stars signed for this, including uh, things to look for are Joe DiMaggio, Ted Williams, Hank Aaron, Mickey Mantle, Mike Trout, Cody Bellinger, Christian Yelich, Vladimir Guerrero, and many, many more. All photographs are authenticated by TriStar, PSA, DNA, JSA, or BSA. And yeah, look for that grand treasure in the Satchel Page Frame Cut Signature Photo Collection when this hits stores next week. And that wraps it up for what looks to be a fun hot in the shop. Um, for those Very still so operating long. or delivering curbside or whatever. But uh, new products, they're co- they're coming and they're here. Yep, that's what I was just going to say is uh, even for those of us that just window shop through Twitter and through breaker feeds, lots of fun this week coming up here. Yeah. Um, we're going to put Ivan to work here in just a quick second to pull winners for tonight's show. But uh, we got a video to show you. These are one of my favorite insert cards that Upper Deck does and they command tremendous value on the secondary market for a non-autographed, non-serial numbered, non-manufactured relic, not, you know, game-used relic. Just a picture of somebody celebrating their day with the Stanley Cup, one of the most unique traditions in all of sports. And this set, Day with the Cup, goes in the spotlight with Upper Deck. Check it out and we'll be back to announce tonight's winners. Hey, it's Chris with Upper Deck. One of our favorite releases each year is Upper Deck Series 1 and Series 2. Upper Deck Series 1 will come out each November. Upper Deck Series 2 comes out each spring. What collectors really love besides the great photography and cool inserts are stealth inserts or Easter eggs as we call them. The best one, the most well-known one, is called Upper Deck Day with the Cup. And it showcases how the Stanley Cup champions from last season spend their day with Lord Stanley's Cup. We work closely with the Hockey Hall of Fame to get great imagery and great descriptions of how they spent their day. Now, truth be told, I'm not a Stanley Cup champion. In fact, I've only really won one trophy to speak of. Here it is. World's Greatest Dad came in eighth place on my block. But still, I know what it means to be a champion and you have to ask yourself, what would you do if you had just one day with the cup? Would you take it to the beach? Would you take it to your mom's house? I did it, mom. Would you take it to your favorite bar? Now, the idea and concept behind Upper Deck's Day with a Cup insert set came way back in 2010. When we saw an image of Andrew Ladd atop the Crown Mountain in BC with a helicopter flying behind him, and we said that would make one heck of a hockey card. Let's take a look at them. Last year's Stanley Cup champions were the St. Louis Blues. Let's put Upper Deck's Day with a Cup in the spotlight. After 10 seasons in the NHL, Delzato spent his day with the Cup poolside. Robbie Fabry shared his day with the Cup with patients at a local hospital. In his hometown of Richmond Hill, 
Jordan Bennington had a parade in the Cup's honor and then was presented the key to the city. Then he took the Stanley Cup to the sports village. David Perron enjoyed cereal, chocolate milk, and even poutine out of the Stanley Cup. Jaden Schwartz brought the Stanley Cup to Regina, Saskatchewan for a Rough Riders game, and the crowd went wild. Ivan Barbashev took the cup back home to Russia and even took in a KHL game. They with the cup card backs detail how each player spent their day with the cup. Upper Deck's day with the cup cards are tough to pull, but they make an awesome addition to any collection. Day with the cup. Thank you, Upper Deck. Um, to update our poll, Almost 300 of you guys weighing in and not much movement, although not MLB well. has dropped below the 50% threshold, but still leading the way considerably at 48.3%. So thank you for all that weighed in on that. Okay, so yeah, the unclaimed prize from last week was the Ultra Pro Supplies and the Mac Wilson autographs. So I threw them all in a box and I'm going to mail them to one winner. Nice. That's pretty cool. So, all right. Well, I have winners for that and winners for um, the other great prizes that we had tonight. Uh, I apologize. I just got hit by a bout of the allergies. It's kind of funny being on an actual video conference versus a Zoom. I'm so used to just turning off the video to like blow my nose and I'm like, ah, I can't do that here. So y'all got to take the, the bad with the good. I know you got a lot of the beautiful today of Ivan. Here's the bad and just wait till next week, right? We shall see. We shall see. TBD. <laughs> Event party guest TBD is how I like to put it. Um, all right. So... We are going to kick things off uh, with if you hear your name called. First off, you got to be watching live to win so that you can claim your prize. You know, you guys have watched, stuck around this whole show. We want to reward you, not people that just go out and retweet and then have their friends tag them afterwards. So thank you for watching right now. Make sure that to claim your prize, you email us, gogtslive at gogts.net. Name of the show at name of the website. Very simple. Email us with your name, your Twitter handle, your mailing address, Logistics 101, and what you won so we can easily match them up and get them out to you. Uh, so that's what you got to do if you hear your name called. If you don't hear your name called, just tune in again next Thursday night. We're going to have more fun stuff. I think we're, we just mentioned what's hot in the shop. We're getting Transcendent to open for you. We're getting uh, <laughs> Defended. Well... No promises, no guarantees, but it'll be another great show with lots of great stuff to win. So speaking of great stuff to win, let's start off with Top's Gypsy Queen tonight. We've got a whole bundle of inserts from there, including the green parallels that are going to one lucky winner. That is follower RKB Fire. Congratulations, RKB Fire. You know the drill, the fire drill. Email us, gogtslive at gogts.net. Uh, separate from that, the Mike Fultinowicz, Fultinowicz, they just call him Fulty, hot, hot pitcher for the Atlanta Braves, autograph on card number 99 is going to Louis Chapada. Louis, because you taught me how to say your name, I'm saying it instead of your Twitter handle, which is that backwards. Louis Chapada, congratulations. Awesome. We also had Road to WrestleMania where we pulled the heavyweight champion, 
and sometimes canoeer Drew McIntyre. Uh, that is going to MJ Goat Bowls. Cannot argue with your Twitter handle, MJ Goat Bowls. Uh, but you won some wrestling tonight. Hope that's okay. Uh, moving on to Onyx Authenticated Vintage, we've got two boxes. The first box featuring Mackenzie Gore and Greg Jones autographs is going to Jackran1649-1963. There you go. Social security number and Twitter handle all in one. Thank you, Jackran1649-1963. And the second box with the Marco Luciano auto as well as that other pitcher auto is going to Rave Tone. Retweet if you want more sound effects added during the next show. All right, so thank you to Onyx Authenticated and Lance Fisher for those two boxes. Finally, we've got our guest tonight, Upper Deck Sports. Uh, we've got a box of Allure hockey from them, starting off with all the die cuts except for one and the Oliver Ekman Larson jersey. That's going to Leanne Burden. Congratulations, Leanne Burden. You win all the die cuts except for the Zach McEwen die cut. That's going to go to Burly Man 3. Congratulations, Burly Man 3. I like that handle. Sounds like a hockey fan. Let's make it happen. And then finally, that Kirby Doc Auto. What a pull there. Blackhawks guy. I don't know if Rob might trade you for it. Who knows? Uh, but reach out to him to claim your prize. Matt Ruby 58. Congratulations, Matt Ruby 58. I think you're a first time winner. I don't recognize that name. So, congrats, sir. And then finally, we've got that extra little bonus pack, Ultra Pro Supplies, with an auto thrown in for good measure. That's going to Snake Statue. Snake Statue. I don't awesome. even have a. I don't even have words for that, but uh, fun Twitter handle, whatever it means. Snake Statue. You just want all that Ultra Pro Supplies. All right. Wow. What a show. 8 p.m. on the West Coast. 11 here on the east so thank you for uh your patience in getting through some technical difficulties and uh james for providing a end around to get that uh going we think we figured out what that was and uh so hopefully that's taken care of but we'll be back with a brand new episode next week thank you to our guest jason amashara president of upper deck and Lance Fisher for sending Onyx Vintage Collection, as well as Chris Carlin for uh, having sent a couple boxes of Allure so we could take a look again at that. And uh, so, yeah, we'll be back next week with a brand new episode of Go GTS Live, the Hobbies web show. In the meantime, you know what to be doing. Always be collecting. Have a great weekend. Be safe. We'll all get through this together. It's not going to last forever. And we'll talk to you soon. Okay? Bye. Bye for now.